Good afternoon, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the 2022 Keep It Clean program. And out first in today's country comment, we'll hear from Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl, who was at the annual general meeting yesterday in Winnipeg. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba Pork held its 57th annual general meeting yesterday in downtown Winnipeg. I was there and caught up with General Manager Cam Dahl. This has been really good and, and uh, we're having a, a great day. It's, uh, um, you know, you see so many people over Zoom calls or, or talk to them on the phone and, and for me it's it's the first time to meet a, a lot of these producers face to face and it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a, a really good thing. And, uh, we, we saw this morning, too, that uh, producers are engaged. We had uh, lots of questions and, and some really good discussion on the direction of, of Manitoba Pork. So, um, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm, I'm pleased we're able to do this in person, and uh, I'm pleased with the turnout and the engagement. And uh, just thoughts on the morning session, you know, some of the topics covered there. Well, we, we talked a little bit about the, the strategic direction for, for Manitoba Pork. Um, you know, some of the things like, uh, like public trust, uh, like how we engage with producers and, and you know maybe some of those groups that we haven't talked with as much in the past like the the small producers but they have you know such an impact on biosecurity um, you know how we're engaging with government uh, the things that we're doing to to help ensure long-term fiscal uh, prosperity for for the industry you know things like ask access to capital and labor and um, you know some of the key key issues facing uh, facing producers today and uh, we heard from a couple of um, American associations, you know, thoughts on, on what they had to say. Yeah, and, and in some ways I was uh, surprised, maybe not surprised, that, uh, you know, many of the same issues are, are facing uh, the U.S. producers. Some of those public trust issues with, um, you know, Proposition 12 in California, for example, or, or uh, preparing for African swine fever, labor. Um, you know, labor is clearly an issue in agriculture across all of North America. Uh, there's, we, we have a lot in common and you know, maybe we should be talking to each other a little bit more often. And uh, we saw an announcement here today, $2 million towards a disease preparedness system. Um, your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, this is, this is really good and I, I, I want to, to thank the government of Manitoba and Canada for, uh, for the support. Uh, we've seen throughout the PED pandemic how important our uh, diagnostic lab is um, and uh, you know the the demands on time and it, it's not just the pork industry for example I, I know they're probably crossing their fingers that they don't have to deal with avian influenza AI in, in birds but I you know that's that might be coming and and that to have that lab properly resourced and and with the modern tools it's a really good announcement, so um, we're, we're pleased. It's a, it's a really strong resource for livestock producers in Manitoba, uh, and there's some awfully good people that work there, so this is a really good investment. That was Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl speaking yesterday at the group's annual general meeting. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The federal government is making some key changes to the advanced payments program to help farmers this spring. Producers will be allowed to temporarily waive the pre-production requirement for advances and will be eligible to receive 100% of their 2022 advance immediately when they apply. Normally, producers would receive 60% up front and 40% after seeding is confirmed. 
Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo says the change will help increase cash flow to producers this spring to help with high input costs. Applications are now being accepted for the FCC Agra Spirit Fund. Carla Warnica is Farm Credit Canada's Manager of Community Investment. She says under the program, FCC awards rural community groups and nonprofit organizations between $5,000 and $25,000 in funding for various community improvement initiatives. Some examples of things we've uh, funded in the past would be things like um, equipment uh, for food banks, like refrigeration equipment and that sort of thing. We've supported construction and renovation projects for community buildings. We've also done things that are agriculture and food related initiatives in rural communities, things like community gardens or maybe a van to transport food to rural centres, things like that. April 29th is the 2022 application deadline. And plans are underway for the 2022 Thanks for Farming Tour. Jeremy Maduszewski says this year, the tour includes a stop in Winkler, July 27th and 28th. He notes it's been a rough couple of years for farmers. I mean, the drought certainly impacted farmers in Western Canada. Of course, the carbon tax, which is, is uh, a new threat um, that's happened over the last couple of years, um, has gotten you know tougher and tougher for farmers. So it, it is certainly not easy being a farmer in Western Canada. And, and that's really one of the reasons that this, this tour exists is because, you know, these farmers work so hard to, to feed us, feed the world. And, you know, we just don't say thanks enough. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, April 7th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Wasser will talk with the Alberta Wheat and Barley Commission about a grains contract survey. Prairie farmers are being asked to take part in a grains contract survey and provide their input on how the 2021 drought impacted their farming operation and contracts. The survey closes at midnight on Friday. Glenda Lee Vosser talked about the survey with Jeff Backman, Manager of Business Development and Markets with the Alberta Wheat and Barley Commission. Jeff, before we get into talking about the survey, let's talk about the situation last year. Drought conditions in many areas meant farmers didn't harvest the crop they normally would have been expecting, which caused some problems with grain contracts. It's years like 2021 that really are a reminder of how risky farming can be and how the long-term impact of a bad year can have on a family farm. For 2021, uh, the drought led to farmers not only having less crop than expected, but often they didn't have enough uh, crop harvested to be able to fulfill the contract commitments Um, leading to additional costs from contract cancellations. Tell us about the survey and who you're looking to have take part. We're looking to really capture um, some of the financial impacts of the 2021 drought uh, from Western Canadian grain and oilseed farmers. Uh, We're looking for responses from all prairie farmers in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba from those who were heavily impacted by the drought of 2021 and those who managed to avoid the worst of the heat. Um, by re- collecting responses from across the par- prairies, we aim to capture how the response impacted farms in different areas. And farmers will have the opportunity through this survey to provide their input into future policy and advocacy efforts uh, conducted by the commissions. 
Uh, the results of these surveys are going to be used to help guide future decisions and to illustrate to policymakers just how large an impact the uh, 2021 drought was in some regions. Is the survey anonymous for producers? Absolutely. Responses are anonymous unless the farmer chooses to provide their contact information, which is an option at the end of the survey. Take us through some of the survey questions so we get a feel as as to what we can expect. Certainly. So the survey takes about 20 minutes to complete because there are a number of topics that we ask a fair amount of questions around. Uh, the most pertinent of them is how the 2021 drought impacted individual farm yields compared to what would be expected in a normal year. If the farmer indicates that a contract cancellation occurred, we do ask some questions about how this uh, financially impacted the farm. We also look for some additional details on the cancellation process. We look to detail the time of year that they were able to get the contract cancellation completed and who their point of contact was, as well as any associated fees uh, that came up through the process. Finally, we are also asking farmers questions about how they approach grain contracting and how the farmer's opinion on grain contract terms uh, have changed uh, with the, after the drought of 2021. Now, of course, we talked about the fact that the survey closes on Friday. If somebody is listening to us and would like to take part, what did they need to do? We would encourage anyone listening to participate if they're a farmer of grains and oilseeds. Uh, you can go to the website at albertawheatbarley.com and you can find a link to the survey uh, there on the homepage. Uh, you can look down to the area labeled What Farmers Need to Know Now and that'll be our uh, newsfeed section, which has a link to the survey there. That's Jeff Backman, Manager of Business Development and Markets. The Alberta Wheat and Barley Commission's looking for your input on a Grain Contracts Farmer Survey. The survey is set to close at midnight on Friday, April the 8th. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative is hosting grazing workshops April 12th to the 14th. You can register on the MBFI website. An event will take place April 12th at the Northdale Farm Site north of Brandon, April 13th at the Ericsdale Community Centre, and April 14th at the Grandview Kinsman Community Centre. And Dairy Farmers of Manitoba will be hosting spring meetings this month. A meeting is happening April 13th in Portage La Prairie at the Canada Inns, April 19th in Winkler at the Days Inn, and April 21st in Steinbach at the Pat Porter Active Living Centre. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, Keep It Clean has released its 2022 product advisory to inform Canadian growers of potential market risks associated with certain crop protection products when used on some crops. Greg Bartley is Director of Crop Protection and Crop Quality with Pulse Canada. The Keep It Clean program was developed to uh, provide tips and tools to growers and agronomists to make sure that the crops they're growing uh, remain uh, market ready at the end of the growing season. So, for example, we provide uh, resources on potential market risks associated with crop protecting products, but also uh, tips in terms of uh, potential uh, crop diseases or how to store your crop properly to ensure it uh, remains marketable at the end of the growing season. 
And tell us about the uh, the 2022 product advisory. Yeah, so we just released the 2022 uh, Keep It Clean product advisory. And this is a simple document that we release every year to inform growers of the crop protection products that may pose a marketing risk if applied to certain uh, crops. So we have a couple of new updates for, for this year. Uh, two that I want to highlight uh, this year is for uh, a fungicide product called Fluopyrum, uh, commonly known as Prozero Pro uh, for cereal growers. So this is being classified as a red do not use for malt barley, but uh, yellow being formed for barley used for feed or food use. So it is recommended that barley growers confirm their contract obligations uh, and market acceptance before using uh, this product uh, on barley for food or feed use. Uh, the second update I want to provide is for pulse growers. Uh, so new for this year is the herbicide Cethoxidum or Pulse Ultra. So Cethoxidum is classified as a yellow being formed for lentils and chickpeas due to uh, potential MRL changes in the European Union. So since we don't know the timeline for this MRL change, uh, we've taken the proactive approach to direct pulse growers not to use cytoxidum on lentils and chickpeas uh, if these crops are being exported to the European Union. So growers are advised to consult with a grain buyer before using this product uh, to ensure that it's acceptable uh, this growing season. And there's a, there's a webinar coming up later this month. Um, just tell us a little bit about that. You bet. So there's going to be a webinar on Tuesday, April 19th at 11 a.m. Central Daylight Time. Uh, and this is where we will uh, run through the product advisory uh, in detail. Uh, so it's a good webinar for growers and agronomists. Uh, if you really want to take a deep dive into what the product advisory means and how these uh, classifications are made. But we're also going to provide a, a couple of tips uh, for this growing season or upcoming growing season uh, to make sure that uh, the crops are growing uh, remain market ready. Uh, market ready. So uh, if you're interested in this uh, webinar or just the product advisory in general, uh, the best place to check out is keepitclean.ca. Uh, that's where we, we post all this material and you can find the, the latest information to make sure that the, the crops are growing here in Canada uh, remain uh, market ready and um, acceptable to our end use customers. That was Greg Bartley, Director of Crop Protection and Crop Quality with Pulse Canada. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are investing $2.2 million to modernize the Provincial Animal Health Laboratory Information Management System. LIMS is a computer-based information technology infrastructure that manages all laboratory animal disease diagnostic information and results generated by veterinary diagnostic services. It allows for the collection, analysis, and reporting of test results for users and clients, including producers, private and provincial veterinarians, livestock sector companies, commodity groups, and government partners, as well as surveillance networks and researchers across Canada. Testing by VDS supports industry-wide herd and flock disease diagnostics and surveillance programs for new and emerging diseases. A vendor will be selected through a public tendering process. The 2022 Thanks for Farming Tour will visit Winkler July 27th and 28th. One of the organizers, Jeremy Matuszewski, says we don't say thank you enough, noting that producers continually face a number of challenges in food production. The input pricing has gone up quite a bit as well, cost of fertilizer, fertilizer shortage. So, you know, I mean, and it's it's not the new for farmers. I mean, they're they're the biggest gamblers in the world. You know, they they put their seed in the ground and fertilize it and they pray for rain. I don't think farming's ever been easy, and I don't think it'll ever get easy uh, for guys, but we just want to say thanks. Farm Credit Canada is now accepting applications from registered charities and nonprofit organizations for the FCC Agri Spirit Fund. 
April 29th is the 2022 application deadline. Carla Warnica is FCC's Manager of Community Investment. It's one of the ways we work with our local organizations, you know, to help enrich communities where employees and customers are living and working. So as you know, rural Canadians are so passionate about the communities and making them even better places to live. So this is our opportunity really to support those efforts. FCC will award $1.5 million in funding this year. And Manitoba Habitat Heritage Corporation recently approved $7.5 million in grants to 13 local watershed districts to support critical watershed conservation projects delivered under Manitoba's Growing Outcomes in Watersheds program. The revenue for these watershed investments is generated from Manitoba's $204 million in contributions made to the Winnipeg Foundation between 2018 and 2020. The program provides incentive payments to farmers to develop projects that maintain or improve watershed health while also working to limit impacts on their operations. This is the second of two funding announcements from the Trust this year. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have details on today's federal budget announcement. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.